I'm just going to jump right into it because we don't have much time okay. and you're one of my okay, favorite go. people. So I'm already recording. Maggie. Yes. Maggie, you're here. And Kelsey, I'm, so excited. I'm excited to be here. I can't. Why, I'm so excited to be here. Why does your background look so much more stunning than the one Zach uses every day? <laughs> I, he was like, he was kind of doing yoga in here before I came in. And he's like, aren't you going to record in my office? I was like, no, no it's so cute in here. Why doesn't he Thanks. do it? I think it's because he has to like set it up, take it down, set it up, take it down. Whereas like his office is just always his office. And once he needs like a permanent setup, we need to yeah. paint and make it beautiful. But I know how beautiful your podcast setup is because he's always raving about it. So I was oh, like, I better set stop. up in front of my bookshelf. Stop. It's an aesthetic for sure. And just checking, do you have AirPods in? Yes, I do. Okay. Because see, your hair was covering it. And I was like, oh dear God, can she hear me? Um, Maggie, here's the thing. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. You had me on, you can sit with us, which first of all, I love that name of the podcast. And I've like told you already how much I love it because thank I used you, to be on a bowling you. league that was called, you can't sit with us. And now I'm like, oh, we're flipping the script. Um, oh my gosh. A bowling league with that yes, name. I That's was on incredible. A gay bowling league for many, many years in Los Angeles. And I met, I, I only met gay men and I was doing it as to like open up my queer space more. And it was like, no, I just, you can't sit with us. Yeah. It was like I just kept meeting more gay men. And Do we you just, like, have bowling jackets from that? No. Oh, guys, we have bowling shirts, but not jackets because it would get too hot. We would sweat. And uh, okay. That's the whole thing. Okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, but this isn't about me. This is about you, Maggie. <laughs> I feel like what I wanted to accomplish on this was like I feel like so many people have just gotten to know you during the time that you've been like publicly front facing with you know as Zach Corn Diddy Cornfelds. Uh, fiance, you're one of the tri wives as they call you guys, right? But like, I want to know, fuck Zach, you know, fuck him, throw him <laughs> all the way out in the trash. Let's just talk about you. What is your story? Like, where do we start? I don't even know where we start. Where were you born? I was born, oh my gosh, I don't claim them, but I was born in Orange <laughs> County. I was born in no! <laughs> um, no, but I, I, my parents still live there. I have yeah. a lot of friends who still live there, but just, I just watched the QAnon documentary on HBO <sighs> and they had a reference to Orange County and like Steve Bannon, which I just oh my God. found out has a horse in Orange County. I was like, oh my God, no. Oh. Anyway, I grew up in Orange County. I moved to LA when I was going to college. And oh my God. Wait, are you like born and raised here in this area? Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't Stop. that so weird? Most people that move to LA are transplants right. like you, like Zach from well, other funnily states. Enough, I was born here, but then Wait, I, what? I was born in uh, Redondo Beach. Oh, I know. And then I moved when I was really little. So like I tell people I was raised in Florida, but I, I basically was born and raised in Florida, basically like my mental state. I guess your identity is there. My yes. mental state was born in the state of Florida, but you know, welcome to being from a place that is problematic. Like now you finally understand what it's like to be from. Oh yes. Like, we Florida, Orange on that. County. Orange County is the Are Florida your parents of born and raised in, in the area too. No. So both of my parents were actually born in Peru and they oh. moved to out here. Yeah. They're That's both full Peruvian. Espana comes from, or I guess it's yes. just the, the Spaniard would be Spain, wouldn't it? 
but I am Spanish too. There's like a lot, like I'm French, I'm Italian, I'm Spanish. And yeah, they moved to Peru. I think I'm so bad. I've been meaning to like sit down with my grandmother and like take notes Uh, on like where, because it's such a gobbledygush. So when I did my 23 and me, it was, I lit up, I lit up the globe. I was like, Whoa, Whoa. she's an international queen and she's stunning. And like, I feel like that was like what I, what I had an idea for this podcast was like, you were speaking Spanish the other day on your Instagram story. And I was like, wait, why did I not know that? Because my brain immediately attaches you with Italian because I think of Jordana Brewster, but you're Peruvian and like, you're a, what did you call it? A gobbledygoosh? A gobbledygoosh of things. Like that's, that is like, I feel like I don't know so much about you, but I thought I I knew so much about you. I know. Well, funny. There is a, I just learned this like a few hours ago. Cause I was looking at like Tokyo. Cause you guys are doing yes. the fast and anyway, furious. Anyway, fast and furious, <laughs> all that stuff, all that exciting stuff that I cannot disclose on the podcast, but right, exciting. Right. There is a Peruvian Australian actress that was in Tokyo drift. She was the love oh. interest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Do you identify with your Peruvian side hardcore since both of your parents are from there? Or do you feel more like LA is your hardcore? Um, I feel like it's a marriage of both when I'm home, it's easier to, I, and like when I'm with my grandparents, it's easier just cause people understand. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in the LA space, like I try and it's, it's really hard. It's hard yeah. to kind of, and my father was very much of the opinion, like, oh, I only speak to my daughters in English because they need to assimilate and like, uh, they wanted to name that. me Margarita, but <gasps> they were like, oh no, she's going to have like, I don't want her to make, be made fun of, but oh, how cool would have that been? But, and like yeah, the most beautiful way of saying it too. But Maggie is yeah. short for Mar- Margaret, which was Michael. And I was named after my great grandmother who oh. raised my father. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, your last name is of Peruvian or where does that originate? It's technically Spain. From like the most white bread, cornbread, potatoes and steak, Irish lady. <laughs> like I'm so jealous of people who have such a rich culture and back history, but like, I do have to imagine, you know, you bring up your parents wanting you to assimilate. Was there a um, like a buffer with being in LA because LA is so diverse because you do kind of get that melting pot of like people coming from the South, people coming from the North. Like, did you feel like, did you feel like you stuck out or did you feel like you did a pretty good job of assimilating to the. I, I was lucky that in my high school, I was uh, like, I was friends with a very large group of like, I had, uh, like I had a few Korean friends. I had an Ethiopian friend. I had a Middle Eastern friend. I had a couple white friends and we were all like, like you said, a gobbledygush of different <laughs> things. And like, I didn't really think of it in high school. Like I thought yeah. we all just coexisted together and it was right. beautiful. And like, we'd go over to each other's houses and like, uh, experience their different cultures in their household. And I wasn't much, I didn't really feel like an outsider, I think mm. until I moved to LA, <gasps> which is weird which is weird. Yeah. And now yeah, you, it's gotten to the you point. I think it's the other way around. You would think Orange County so white, but now it's, you know, it's kind of. Yeah. I, I, I realized that I like grew up in like a very rare friendship mm. environment. Yeah. It was weird. And then now here it's kind of like, 
I've been working on, like, I've been talking things out with my therapist who also is Latina, but I, I sometimes feel like I don't belong to either, you know, mm-hmm. cause like I'm a, I, I, my family, my parents were immigrants mm-hmm. and then I'm not, I am white passing. Right. Right. Sure. But I am not white. like, I'm not white. And then I'm not super, super Latina either. Right. So it's, I'm kind of in this like middle zone and I don't really know where I belong sometimes, but. Well, I yeah. thought it was, again, like I was so shocked the other day when I heard you speaking Spanish on your Instagram and I felt really ignorant to the fact of like, well, yeah, I've never really asked beyond just what I see her to be. And like, yeah how and that's not something people are usually comfortable asking and like so right. many people at work and right. families that I work with just assume that I'm speaking right that I only speak English because I think when I first became a nurse like I had really intense like balayage and I had like a uh, blonde bun yes. at work and so yes. people just assumed that right. I only spoke English oh no where'd you go there you are oh no um <laughs> sorry you like zoomed out and then um but sometimes they'll be speaking Spanish with their family members. And like, I am very comfortable translating. So I'll start speaking Spanish and there's just like a look of surprise. They're like, oh, you speak Spanish. Da, 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 da. Like so oh, exciting. So and there's I just mean, a sense of comfort there. Right. Like I have to fast forward a little bit. So you went to school to where and to do what? So, oh yeah. So I didn't like, I have to remember that. People don't know. Oh yeah. So I went to, I went to school at Mount St. Mary's on the West LA side. Is that a I went to school for nursing school? Yes. Oh, fuck. What was that like? I know. So I didn't want to be in a large, like a lot of the nursing schools in Southern California are pretty impacted. So I didn't want to be in a place where I was on a waiting list for years and years. Cause that was some, that was the experience of some of my other friends who mm. tried to go to nursing school. And so I was offered a scholarship there. It was like four years in and out. And that's what I wanted to Hell do. Yeah. I had to take a little bit of school loan out, but I was like, I didn't want to be waiting and waiting and waiting. So right. that's what I did. I was like, did you always want to be a nurse? Um, half, half and half. I, I applied to half of the colleges I wanted to go to as business, uh-huh. but my dad, as a man who came to this country and like had to build up from the floor. He like sat me down. He's like, you need to have a plan. Oh, like, you really like, yeah. do, what do you want to do in business? And I kind of looked at him and I was just like, I don't really know. I did volunteer as like a senior service project in high school at chalk, which is children's hospital of orange County. And Aww. they put me on their pediatric ward. Well, it's all pediatric, but their pedi- pediatric yeah. oncology ward. And I was just kind of inspired there. Aww. And I was like, let me just I, I think I want to do this, but like nursing is like so wide. Like I right. could, what specialty would I do? Like I'm interested in pediatrics, but I don't really know. And like having teenagers choose what they're going to do for the rest of their life and like no. kind of stick to one path is just, it's so jarring. So I kind of still didn't really know what I want, even when I was in my first year of prerequisites of nursing school, which is totally um, normal. Yeah. Is it? I feel like that's also the same with doctors is like you, you, they think they want to go do one thing and then they kind of get to do the rounds or whatever. And you get to do your fellowship yeah. and, shit, and it's like, oh my God, I actually hate this thing. I want to do this thing. And it's like, yeah, with what you do, which now you're a pediatric NICU nurse, right? Ne- NICU means neonatal ICU. So usually if a baby is born before thir- 40 weeks before full okay. term, they'll go to the NICU, which so is you work in- around it, but that's not like your day. No, no, no. You're more yeah, just yeah, like yeah. all babies. 
All babies. Well, I've, or I take care of kids. It's all children. So zero, like I've had like the, like the youngest kid that I've had is zero is zero. And then the oldest kid I've had was like 25, which was not a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I was 22. I think the first, and I had a 25 year old patient, which is kind of weird, but in (laughs) retrospect, there's many nurses who take care of people that are way older than them, but right. and like as in the pediatric nurse, setting, right. generally it's like, well, yeah. And like, what was nursing school like? And then what was it like to kind of decide children and implementing that kind of practice? How is that different? Yeah. I feel nursing school is really tough. I basically had no social life. Like everyone oh. else's college stories sounds so Oh, just stereotypical. But I was just in just a closet, like I was just in a closet dorm for two years. I mean, the last year was a lot better, but it was just a lot of studying. Yeah. Wow. It was kind of boring. And I didn't really feel prepared when I first became a nurse that whatsoever, you really don't understand the extent of what you're going to do, do. Cause uh, it varies from specialty to specialty, hospital to hospital. Right. Um, but Yeah. What was the other part of your question? I don't remember. Cause I was listening. I was like thinking about you in school. And then it made me think about like, also, what is the difference between what nurses study and doctors study? Cause isn't it all kind of like the same fucking thing? Like what separates it? Just more time what? in school. I mean, the doctors manage medical diagnosis, whereas nurses are taking care of them. <gasps> what right? a beautiful difference. It's a, it should be a, it should be a marriage, right? Like yes. they should understand all the pathophysiology and like Ooh, understand their one. patients. Yeah. 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 And they should like follow their patients in that way. And then we should just be managing and like looking out for symptoms in response to how we're taking care arguably of arguably yeah. the more important job. And I can say that you probably can, but I feel like whenever I, who have been like in the medical system for many, 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 many years, have oh my gosh. always identified better relationships with the nurses and the people. They're just the ones that are always there, but it's, it is a happy little, it should be a happy yeah. little marriage between everyone, but they're the ones. And that's like kind of how I was ex- inspired by other people that I was watching, getting mm. medical treatment and stuff. And I will say like support system is so important. And I'm so glad that Oof. you and Zach have each other through like everything that you guys are going through. Same. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, you know, I don't find it that ironic that you ended up with someone <laughs> who does have like chronic pain and condition, not necessarily that you're looking to take care of someone, but that no sort of in your DNA and nature to be uh, empathetic and understanding, which a big fear that a people, people with chronic illness and pain do have is like, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of their time and energy of understanding. Like whenever I ask yeah. people to look into it more, I'm like, Oh God, I'm giving them homework. And like, they're not even going to know how to say the words I'm talking about, but like you got to leg up. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's been hard because Zach didn't necessarily know that he had all that when we met. And I didn't know that we had all that until like uh, I started looking at it. And I'm like, something, something's not right here. And you Did should you help advocate. 
confidants, I feel like at this point you should be able to do this ad with me because what do I believe in? Affordable therapy for all. This isn't just an ad read. This is a company that is very close to my heart. Y'all know I'm talking about BetterHelp. It is the app that has facilitated great therapeutic matches for not only me, but a ton of my friends and family. And don't worry, it is available worldwide. They are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in things like anger, LGBT matters, gay grief, self-esteem, I hate myself, trauma, that was a ghost uh, traumatizing you, and sleeping. Everything you share is confidential, convenient, it's professional, professional? Yeah, sure. And affordable. You can check out testimonials posted daily on their site. And my favorite part about it is if you don't like your therapist, baby, it's like Bumble. You can just swipe right through to get a new one, new match, get matched in under 24 hours when you sign up. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I wonder if that pandemic has anything to do with it. And I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I. Confidants, whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, it's time to create some stuff. Got to keep those creative juices flowing even during a pandemic. I want you to be using Issue. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines, flip books and brochures and more because like PDFs are so outdated. Do not send me a PDF. Issue makes content better. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva. I know all you Insta hosts be using Canva, Dropbox, where my professional BB's at and InDesign, where all my artistics at. (laughs) Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content's already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue helps out creators, marketers, designers, and anyone who wants to make contact that stands out. So you can get started today with Issue for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code confidently. That's I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and use promo code confidently at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. I have a premium account. Join me. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code confidently. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair 
heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Back to the show. I don't know if he's talked about this on the podcast, but I think we were like dating for two years and he was going to sleep every night. I don't know if he's actually ever told anyone that, but he was going to sleep every night, tossing and turning, (laughs) taking ibuprofen almost nightly. And I was like, have you talked to a doctor about this? And he was like, yeah, but like my primary always says like, oh, it's probably nothing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just your back. It's just your posture. Just like work on your posture. And as I'm like sitting up, um, and, and then it just started to kind of ask, like I started paying attention more and I was like, you should ask for some imaging. And then like, it kind of snowballed from there. So he basically has you to thank for helping be like a patient advocate in a way, which I'm like saying that kind of jokingly, like, oh my God, he has you to thank because I just think he's fabulous. (laughs) But also I would dead ass was telling Jared yesterday that I want him to come to this new ENT doctor because I have such a fear of surgery on my face ever again that like yeah saying it to the doctor is never enough me going like no you don't understand I have like facial trauma that needs to be considered here and they're always very like uh-huh sure like whatever and I'm like Jared's a big tall scary dude and I feel like yeah. you come in with the intelligence and confidence that could be like hey I'm a fucking nurse at one of the best hospitals in the country motherfucker like I don't know <laughs> You just have such an important job, I think. And like, that's obvious, right? It's like, duh, nurses. But I think there's an emotional aspect that comes with it and a, oh, a yeah. support that you naturally 
just have like you're just a good person you know I'm obsessed with you you're so sweet (laughs) I've always loved you same when I first met you I think I was drunk no surprise there at a bar where did we first first meet I remember I remember in the early days of BuzzFeed when you'd like sit in like your office area with your headphones like (laughs) you were such a hard worker and I was like I looked at Zach when I was like over there just like sneezing snacks from your guys's cafeteria I was like that girl she's a hard worker I know Kelsey hustles oh Zach did too we would always be the ones that like stay late and then we'd go to yoga and stuff but I actually remember before you guys started dating I was there for like the inception of what are they called oh yeah Zaggy Zaggy or whatever like (laughs) the fucking night he like he like rolled over to my desk like with his chair and like rolled over oh my god all right Kelsey (laughs) So what do you think about this situation? And was like, because did you guys have mutual friends or something? No, 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 we didn't. We met at a bar just, well, there was, you know how you make friends yeah. with ladies in the, in yes. the ladies bathroom yeah. line. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so the, my, my friend had come out of town because she had just broken up with her boyfriend and we decided to go to West Aww. Hollywood to go out just Very to nice. kind of have fun. Yeah. Um, but we had the made try guys stomping ground back in 20. Oh my God. By the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And thank Eugene for that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Eugene takes full credit for our relationship. So, oh, uh, as great. he should. Yeah. Um, so we had just made friends with the girls in front of us and then kind of started talking that way. Ah, okay. Well, I remember him showing, showing me your picture and I think maybe you guys had gotten out on a date. Oh no, maybe you hadn't gone out yet. Really? I'm trying to reorganize He's telling my people early. I'm, I have to reorganize my thoughts because I have to check in with Zach to ask if this is exactly how it went. But I remember <laughs> him thinking he was being catfished. And was it by the girl that was right before you or was it you? I think it was me because he says he thinks it was me. He's like, wait, like I met this wonderful person and like, I just want to make sure like the lights weren't too dark and this girl's actually like stunning. And I'm I'm the one who taught him how to Google reverse image search something because we did to make sure office that night trying to find you and stalk you. And I was like, no, Uh I'm pretty sure she's like a fucking real person and definitely do it. I guess I should be taking part in the credit of y'all's relationship with Eugene because like, yeah, you should. I gave him the confidence to get over that. Okay. I said we were going to so many people. (laughs) Yeah, so many people. I think David did had cut his hair for the first time uh-huh. before he went out that night so he also takes credit well all so of that plays a part it, it takes a village it yeah. really does but I mean <laughs> I like I have to ask because obviously like you could have gone the rest of your life as doing what you do having a very meaningful impactful like stable job and your life could have been perfectly great I'm sure and then you meet Zach who is an internet celebrity and you now are the host of a hit podcast you're constantly in videos with millions of views like you are you know whether or not you liked it became a part (laughs) of this try guys fandom which then you know spawned your own career sort of in this area like I know it wasn't that you were ever anti this stuff. You were just like, I know nothing of this world. 
why would I be involved? <laughs> yeah. I always feel like in the very early beginnings of it, I didn't, I mean, now that they have like their own crew and the same people, like it's gotten a little bit more comfy in that way. But yeah. when they were first starting out, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, do, how do I act natural? I'm just like so nervous. Aww. Like I just didn't do theater or anything like that. So I was always very uh, self-conscious and like would filter myself. Guys, and it was totally a conversation. How stunning she is. And that to know that you, you are... ever felt self-conscious about anything is very relatable. So thank you for your honesty. <laughs> you are too much. But like, I think about it in that way where like, I don't really what the people that I do look up to, I don't look up to them for being like beautiful who do you look or up anything to? like that. Uh, who do I look up to? Who are your biggest uh, role models? My role models. That's a hard question. Isn't it funny that I'm like immediately like Meredith Gray. Oh, <laughs> <Not Meredith Gray. laughs> but that was like where my, my brain went for your you one guy. role model. Um, who I have to imagine your, your family probably. Your yeah. Family my mom. Gal. And you got a yeah. gorgeous sister, by the way, who I got to meet who met. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I guess like when I look up to people who I do, like, I don't look up to them because they're pretty or whatever. I do it for like how they make me feel. And I was just like, oh my God, am I coming off the right way? This and that. But it was definitely a conversation before yeah. Zach announced that we were together. And, Which that announcement yeah. video, I remember seeing it and texting him and saying, okay, L Mills. And he was like, <laughs> definitely got some inspiration, which is so funny, like full circle because L Mills was on Guilty Pleasures for today's episode that got yes. I'm obsessed with. But what did you She's think of that so video? Cute. Oh my gosh. It was so cute. I liked it a lot, but yeah. I was still really nervous to be on camera around Were you then. Worried yeah. about like what the world would say, or did you not so much care about other people? Or I didn't really care about other people, but I I was nervous that people were gonna be like overprotective because he was just uh, like a single guy and he, he like was. provided, he, yeah. And that's kind of what I was nervous about. And I think I was going through like my really bad like cystic acne <gasps> during that time too. So I was like, oh. don't put me on camera. The fact I, that like, again, like I keep, I, I see you. In I'm an onion. I'm sure I regard that. I'm like, you don't have any problems. You're stunning. You've oh got a great gosh. job. You've got a great brand you're building. Like your life is fantastic, but you went through a cystic acne thing. Yeah. Can I tell you, I was tell a me. confidently insecure listener for your PCOS episode oh my and God. like your hormone episode, like during yes. that time. Oh, yeah. See like, what do you you what, say that my job saying? impacts people. Your job <laughs> impacts people too, Kelsey. Well, tell me about your cystic acne journey because I went through one too, not necessarily as intense or, or like um, I'm such a like put a pill on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was willing to try like anything, but tell me a little bit about your journey with that and then like having to be in front of millions of people. Yeah, I... Okay. So I think, well, PCOS, they think I had it for the longest time, but like as a 14 year old, my mom was like mm. deathly and especially being Latina, oh, like deathly, right. deathly afraid of teenage pregnancy. She's, uh, and I went to Catholic school. Good old so Catholicism. Like, she's like, you're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant. You're out of here. Yeah. Anyway. 
my mom made me get like a pap smear even before I was having sex because she was convinced I was having sex and I was like mom I'm not having sex and she's like too bad you're you're getting a pap smear my mom put me on the pill when I was 15 and I was like all right I'm not even I'm not even yeah getting attention from boys but all right (laughs) all right yeah so we all like I I got on it and that was probably masking my symptoms because I only started getting my period Mm -hmm. when I was like 13 got on a pill at 14 so who knows what it was asking yeah so I think I mean PCOS is such a spectrum and like like different women have different the like some people can present with like weight gain like the Mm. facial hair and all that stuff some people get acne some people don't some people have the cystic ovaries some people don't Mm. so it's just a plus PCOS is a syndrome Mm. polycystic ovarian syndrome so like it is a umbrella of symptoms and you Mm. can present in different ways Mm. and so uh I got off the pill, not because I was trying to get pregnant, but it's because I was on for 10 years and I was started to be, I started working night shift at the hospital. And I was like, I'm really bad at taking this at the same time because my schedule is so varied. I was like, let me get on an IUD. So I got on an IUD. Copper or non-copper? Non-copper. I got on the hormonal one. Yeah. And I think like eight months into it, which is probably like when my hormones like stabilized and were Chilled. being affected the way it needed to be. I think Marina is only progesterone. So my hormones swung in one direction, whereas the pill was too, it was managing right. progesterone oh. and estrogen. So I swung and I started getting like really bad periods, really bad facial acne. And I like, wasn't really putting two and two together. I was like, maybe I just need to get the Marina pulled. Wow. Got the Marina pulled. Ah! And it was a long, like a long thing of just like, yes. okay, I'd go to my primary and be like, can we just do a hormone panel? Can we do a hormone panel? Can we do a hormone panel? And so it took a while for me to kind of understand right. what was happening with me. Right. Just because it's not really. Yeah. And it's not really something that, I mean, one in 10 women have it, but not Ugh. a lot of people. It's know. probably more even it's like so underdiagnosed, so covered up by birth control. So, you know, women are being listened to anyways, like that's, it it makes me, (laughs) I'm sorry for you, but it makes me feel better that like, even you, someone who's literally in the medical field all day, every day was not getting answers clearly. And like, even though you're probably the biggest, like a medical advocate for yourself, like, yeah, I was just like, this is not, yeah. And I like Zach (laughs) watched my face kind of like in the matter of months, just like Jared did the same thing. I purged. And then it was like a year. And I actually did a Buzzfeed video that was like, am I allergic to my makeup? And I went and got tested for that. And then it was something about like nickel or metals that were, they thought it was. And then I I went through every single acne pill except for Accutane and I went to every fucking big major dermatologist in Los Angeles tried every single treatment and at the end of all of it when I would get to like the last phase with the doctor they would always be like you should just go back on birth control and I'd be like yeah I mean it is like a treatment one of the treatment options for PCOS PCOS. depending on like where you are or like any sort of hormonal Mm-hmm. condition but it's just like a, it's such a personal choice on whether yeah. or not you want to do that you know yeah and yeah I mean now I'm on a progesterone only I'm on like a new one called slind but I also try not to like say too much about my medication because I don't want anyone to be influenced but also to be like hey this exists out there and you know if yeah. you are someone that wants to know more about it or not but yeah, yeah, um, yeah do you feel like so do you feel a 
PCOS diagnosis is an ebb and flow for you or, or I, I guess like so. a syndrome is an ebb and flow for you? I think it is. And like the only real way that I've been like tackling it is just taking care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally. Oh, That's it. like the only, it's like the only way there's not really a good way to manage it. Cause like when you do get off birth control, if that's the way you're managing it, it's not really fixing the problem. You know, I'm so So. glad you said that because I'm writing my second book currently. (gasps) Congrats. Thanks. There's like fucking bunch of books over there about chronic pain and invisible illness because I'm having a very hard time with exactly what you just said, because I'm the same way. I'm like the, I feel the best when I am treating the body as a whole, like when I'm eating well, when I'm putting good media in my head, like Mm -hmm. just doing my yoga, doing the minor exercises that I can going to PT, but I don't know how to tell people who are like chronically in pain and sick Mm -hmm. that like that can be a fucking game changer without sounding like, well, if you just ate right and did yoga, you'd be better. And it's like, I know that that's not the truth, but yeah. I do feel And it can look like, different for different yes, people, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm having such yeah. a hard time, like explaining that like umami of life for people. Yeah. And it's, it's a stuck point for sure. But I'm glad that you said something about how like when you you treat your mental and your emotional and physical that like and it's like still like a thing that I'm slowly unpackaging right because like Mm -hmm. you have been texting about like therapy and stuff like that tell me about it I mean tell tell me as much as you want to share but like how yeah therapy journey going it's good it's going good but I I, like texted Kelsey a a month or two ago but I reached out to a therapist in March of last year and she like did my intake it was like an hour-long session yeah. And we finished the interview and I had like talked about like things of my past. And I was like, oh. going to tackle these demons. Oh. And then she's like, by the way, I don't have any availability for the next seven oh. months. So Maybe I will put I'll your go. file in our little portal oh. and I will reach out to you whenever Damn. someone has availability. And then Damn. I never heard back. And I was like, and then I was like, okay, there's probably like more people in the middle of the pandemic who are requiring therapy. So like, okay, I'll take it. It's fine. Like I'll get myself my little, my little therapy notebook and I'll like journal oh, stuff. But that's not, but that's what I did. And then I was like, okay, yeah. let me text Kelsey and see who <laughs> she queen. recommends. Cause she is yes. such an advocate for yes, mental true. health. So that's like kind of what I did, yeah. but it's going good. I'm so glad you found her for a month now. And she's so too. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's really important to find someone that can understand that half of you too, that even you're kind of like, I don't feel either way, you know, cause that's not something that like, you know, I think of like a black woman going in to talk with a white man about today's struggles. And like, I just, I I miss the connection, but we are doing a whole mental health month in May. So let's see your episode will come out next week. And then we've got therapists and and uh people advocates and all that that we're going to be talking about and I like the themes that you like yeah. that to kick off the month that's awesome yes. and like the best thing I noticed when doing the research for finding people to come on and talk and like you know reaching out to the community was that there are so many young women therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists that I was able mm-hmm. to connect with that I did not have that shit growing up. Like it took me till I was in my older years to find someone that had similar experiences. And I, I didn't realize like how important that was 
to yeah. have like young a sense of community and like a sense yeah. of will is so important with yeah. like getting through those things. So that's awesome. And that, the fact that you're giving back and like oh. sharing the wealth. Oh, I mean, therapy wealth. If I could have endless funds, it would be therapy wealth. I would take that over a fucking million dollars any, any day. But um, how has it been too? Like, I want to talk about what's to come with you because now you're just like a star bitch like whether or not you like oh my it, god you are a star the podcast not is even like Aww. how did you can sit with us come to be and why is it so important to you guys oh I think well we would always like get together anytime the guys would have any sort of anything and we're like we're, we're so fun we should <laughs> oh you guys are so sweet um, but I think we just sat down one day and we we're like, we should start a podcast. Like it would, I think it was like a joke in the beginning <laughs> because we did like try wives take over the company. Yeah. Let's do a podcast episode. And I think we did and it never got released, but we like <gasps> practiced and like put on their headphones and we're like, da, 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 and we like, I don't know. I don't think it ever did get released, but it was like part of the video. Patreon, but we still sat down and did it. Yeah. Hey, I think I it probably was released to Patreon because when we were trialing and like trying to get our, it was right before the pandemic. It was like mm. January to March or something like that. That wow. it would only get released to Patreon, and the patrons would give us feedback on like things they wanted to hear. It was awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh! Love our and Patreon community. There it is. Shout out to the patrons. But like, what yeah. an amazing thing to build during the pandemic too, because it's uh, yeah. four or five. How many are you? Five, four. There's four. Four of us, but you guys have guests. And yeah. to have like the like diversity of opinions and life experience, like, is it something you want to keep doing? Do you guys want to branch out more? Like what else do you want to do? I mean, also you have a full-time fucking job. <laughs> I know it's been hard to balance. And I think with the pandemic, we kind of had, it's kind of hard to meet on zoom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's really natural when you and I meet, but we always yeah. want to make sure we're not cutting each other off. I'm sure you deal with this too. When you're interviewing people and you perfected this because a lot of the time we'll be like, Oh no, you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially with women, like, we're so apologetic. We're like, oh no, no, sorry, 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 you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it is. And I think that like getting used to it on Zoom is the boys are so natural and they're used to working together and stuff like that. So I think mm -hmm. we're still, I mean, it's still like a work in progress, but we have so much fun doing it. So hopefully it can it is not a work in think, progress. It's a master. You're so sweet, but we Me have an too. idea. Like we have more ideas, like in the near future, we want to start interviewing the experts that the boys have in their videos. Like they only get like little segments, especially like right. the four versus one experts. I was like, why don't right. we bring them on? That would be so cool. Yeah. I mean, like the crossword puzzle man, yes. or like just like the puzzle expert. I'm like, we should yes. just like pick their brain and see like, that could be like a fun concept where you kind of like lost character right. development and like pick apart these people like what you're doing now to me well but like I'm watching you talk about this stuff and I'm like wow you've really embraced this like part of your life that you never fucking asked for like we were we were interviewing um I can say it because it'll be out by then but we we've been uh interviewing all of the fast and furious actors Woo! and directors for guilty pleasures that podcast. is so I hope that you guys get invited to the premiere <laughs> it's not till June which I feel like I mean I'm vaccinated fully as of 
I mean, two weeks ago, but Saturday I'll be Congrats. Like, Wait, done. that means you're fully MM. I'm fully vaxxed. Yeah. Or like and it's I, fully vaxxed. Yeah. It's fully I mean. implemented into my bones. Yes. Um, yes. And I feel like June, it would be a very small premiere. Like, I still don't know how they're going to keep track of people. And like, I didn't even get to talk to you about like working as a fucking nurse during a pandemic, bitch. What? You did yeah. that. Yeah. It's was wild. that like a part of like, like you're going to go down in history, right? Like you, all nurses should already just in general for being so fucking vital and essential. Mm. Um, but like, what was that like? Yeah, it was wild. I remember just like looking at the COVID census board and just watching it like slowly increase like through the spring and then it went down and then went back up at the end of November, December, January. Um, I was very fortunate in that I, COVID doesn't affect children the way it does adults, but I have a lot of friends who are working emergency ICU and hearing the, some of the stories that they were facing on just like logistics of working on a floor like that and kind of how they had to adapt and like make like improvise to make room for more floors and like watching um people come down from different parts of the hospital surveying like the amount of oxygen like hookups that we had was just it was wild think about that adding that to the stressor of this other like job you also now it's have. already yeah you have to like think yeah. that like people are normally in the hospital that I work at usually census is very high just because I work in a very busy part right. of the city and so having to accommodate Oof. the pop like the influx of people just being affected right it's crazy I mean do it's you feel wild. hopeful for this year like I guess that's it's like a personal, but also because you're in the medical field, like do your opinion on just like, how do you feel about the year to come? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that things start to go in the right directions with like three vaccines being administered here. Like hopefully we can still like keep up the pace on vaccinations and everyone's everyone, like I've been relieved to go out and most people are adhering to like the social distancing and the mask still. So I am hopeful. And like, that's the only way to kind of get myself through. Like, I don't like to promise like dates to myself. I just stay on track. Just like, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Like like holding on to the little bit of hope that we do have, you know, even hearing that the struggle of one of like the best hospitals in the country, like I can only imagine like the way that it was, you know, or smaller hospitals, like across this country, you know, and like smaller hospitals across the state. mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. Like the the amount of resources that other people have aren't as abundant in other locations. And I was going to say they were canceling a fuck ton of people on TikTok that were nurses that weren't, that were, anti-vaccination and anti-virus completely and then would be like Mm. posting on their TikTok that they would be out that weekend and then they would go back to their hospital job and they were like I didn't hear about this oh my gosh there's a whole there's a whole lane on TikTok about people contacting the hospitals of like the places that nurses worked with that were like hey did you know like this nurse doesn't believe in COVID and she's taking care of your child. And I was just like, Oh my God, social media. Oh my God. <laughs> like a, a fucking blessing in disguise, but also awful. And just like, Oh, it's, 
a, a yeah. subgenre of TikTok. Yeah, the, the one thing about this year is like learning more about people on your feed and you're like, oh, oh. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I just realized, recognize I could have lived in uh, oblivion for the rest I of I know, I wish I could just, ignorance bliss. Yeah. yeah. I realized I segued to um, Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and Furious and oh, then yeah? jumped back to nurse stuff. But- <laughs> I feel like I, I know love I, your brain. I love your I, brain. I've been off Adderall for like a month and a half, and I can't tell if I love it or hate it because I'm more erratic than ever. But also, <laughs> I'm I'm alive and I'm functioning, so we'll just see how long this lasts. But um, uh, I I know I do have to let you go because we're about to surprise no, that Vin so Diesel, didn't it? I know we're about to surprise Garrick with Vin Diesel, and it's like a whole big thing. So I promised Zach that I wouldn't go over time, but. I, okay. break the, I break the rules a little bit, but um, I got to ask like what's to come and like, what can the followers and fans get excited about for you? Like Ooh. what's happening in life? What's happening in career? Tell us <gasps> secrets and things. Oh, what's happening with me? Zach and I may have a house. We just oh bought a house, but we're not, we don't, we're not sure. Yet. It's we're allegedly, sure. it's allegedly, allegedly, what else? <laughs> we're going to be getting married sometime, sometime between now and the next three years. Who knows? We yes. haven't, our pockets aren't deep enough to be able to do all of those oh. at once. So no, I mean, <laughs> fucking a fuck the wedding system. That's a whole nother podcast where you could do just about yeah. like, the trials and I tribulations of wedding. I have like a couple of you that I feel like would be a fun episode to, to bring on like planning a yeah. wedding with my yeah. friends um maggie where can people follow you and find you and what should they listen to of yours yeah follow me at mags bustamante on instagram and then subscribe to our podcast at you can sit with us on anywhere you get your podcast you can sit with us on wednesday you can and thank you so much for oh having God. me on today. This, this went by so fast. I feel like it was just a conversation between you and I know. Like a regular one. I'm like, oh my God, next time I'm going to get like more hard hitting and <laughs> structured format questions. But no, I just like hanging out with you and I'm sure I'll see you I like, very soon. Yeah, <laughs> I like to hang. We'll have a game night soon. Yes, I'm going to force you to play Catan whether you like it or not. Comfy <laughs> dog. You know you can rate this five stars uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're not going to rate it five stars, please don't rate it at all because I'm very sensitive. Speaking of being sensitive, you can get the merch link below. You'll also find all of Maggie's things. And we will see you next week.